Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. Our first movie this year is Unsane. Uh, It was released in 2018. It is rated R. We watched it on Amazon Prime. And it's 98 minutes long. So that's pretty much all you need to know about this movie, right? Those are the important stats. So tell me why you picked this movie. Well, for that story, we're going to have to go all the way back into early 2018. um, Whenever this movie came out. And we had movie passes, which are garbage. Don't get them now. They were awesome for a while. For a while, they were Mm. a total ripoff of us ripping off the company because it was ridiculous. But anyway, they're no good anymore. Don't get those. But we wanted to see lots of movies all the time. And I saw this movie coming out and I said we should go see that. And we never did. So it's been on my radar. Yeah, well, it's just one of many, many movies. Basically, we wanted to see every single movie that came out, and this was one of them. I sort of thought we did see every movie that came out for like a month and a half or so. We did pretty good. I don't even remember this movie at all. Like It's about a woman who is committed into an insane asylum and... Into a psychiatric ward. Yeah, I guess. It's a modern tell. It's a modern modern. movie. It wasn't an insane asylum. It's all the same. (laughs) Uh, But yes, she is committed to a psychiatric ward, sort of against her will. Sort of. I mean... That's a whole discussion. So so that's why you picked this movie, because we didn't see it in the theater? Yeah. I mean, that's not a really good reason, but I recognized it and said, hey, we should do that one. And I seconded it because it has Claire Foy, and I had recently binged all of The Crown and think that she is amazing as Queen Elizabeth. Is she still amazing now? I mean, this was in the past, but whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, but... That's one of my questions for later, so... Let's start the back and forth conflict. The witty banter? Sure. Let's start the witty banter off with a discussion I wanted to have. An interesting, fun fact about this movie is that it was shot entirely on an iPhone 7 Plus. And what did you think about that? Well, so here's the thing. I remember you saying that before we started watching it. I did, and I wish I hadn't. I should have seen what you thought without knowing that. No, I totally forgot that you said that, and I didn't think about it once through the whole movie. Huh. I did. Really? It was very distracting. I mean, if I hadn't known, I still would have thought it was weird. Like, the movie looked weird. It was kind of fisheye and kind of grainy and old. It looked like it was from the 70s. I, okay, so I noticed the fisheye part a couple of times. Yeah. Like, every time they looked at the clock, it was all fisheyed, which I thought was cool because it was, like, distorted time and you know it was all symbolic and stuff yeah i mean i think i think they were going for something but it, it kind of seemed like that was it and i think i feel like this whole idea was an experiment you know can you make a commercial movie shot entirely on an iphone and the answer is yes 
but it's totally obvious that you did and it looks a lot worse than a regular movie like it it really didn't look good like it looked low budget crappy so there's a distinct thing there well there was i don't know if i agree with that i mean it probably did like sure okay yes I don't have discerning taste about anything. Like, there's things I like and there's things I don't like. And whether they're actually well done doesn't come into it at all. But I kind of liked the artisticness that went into it that, as I'm thinking about it, were obviously choices that were made because of the whole iPhone thing. Like, like the, what do they call them, talking heads that they did so often. Yeah. Like, there were lots and lots of scenes, even with people who were talking to each other, where it was, like, straight on, full eye contact <laughs> like with the camera. they were FaceTiming with each other. <laughs> yes! Which, now, I get. But I kind of thought it was interesting and, like, again, like, symbolic of something. Like, representative of their... the intensity of the situation or something. Yeah. What I noticed was they almost... I mean, they worked really hard to make the movie look like it was in the 70s like it wasn't everyone had another thing that bugged me is that everyone in the movie had an iphone i mean this movie was sponsored there was business going on with iphones there and they specifically even in the subtitles they would call it out as an iphone not a phone which is interesting that is interesting but they like everybody dressed kind of 70s all the colors were brown and gross like in the 70s and like i think and the music was very 70s and weird and like horror movie weirdness and so i think they were going for that look to work with the fact that the film kind of looks that way because of the camera or maybe it doesn't automatically look that way and they did that on purpose i don't know maybe an iphone is amazing i don't know what did you think of the blue at the beginning and at the end yeah i don't know it was just blue it was just blue it doesn't do a lot for me but that seemed like a 70s movie kind of thing too where mm-hmm. everything's way too filtered and you're like like they're going overboard to show you things and going wah, wah, wah. that's what movies do it did in the 70s they did that yeah they did what so it made me want to keep track of first lines and first shots of these movies like oh. all through the month like i want to pay attention to what's the first line and what's the first shot so this movie the first line is i love it when you wear blue and then mm-hmm. it's somebody traveling through the forest but and through a blue, blue filter it's all blue connection. which i thought was interesting and then they wrapped that around at the end you end up again. you know when they're back in the forest it's all blue again so yeah. i don't know i thought that was interesting mostly because i'm going to see how the rest of them do I think with first a, lines and first shots. That's a very fun thing to check out. I like I'm pretty it. fun. Yeah, you are fun. <laughs> um, so Sawyer, we already said, Sawyer ended up committed to this psychiatric ward for 24 hours. Um, she ended up there because she revealed to her psychiatrist or counselor or whatever it was that she had had suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So she gets involuntarily, well... It's called voluntary. Yeah. But she didn't really realize what was happening, which I thought was interesting. So the story also has a strong secondary plot around the unethical practices of insurance companies and psychiatric wards. 
and like part of it using people as money makers basically in situations like this so i guess my question with that background my question is do you think that sawyer belonged in that ward and so like thinking of it in kind of in terms of a few different points like at the beginning like for that first 24 hours and then after the 24 hours is done, did she belong there? Like, should she have had to stay for the seven days? And then once she gets out, do you think she should have still been in there? That is interesting. It kind of ties into something I was going to ask you, but more, it's different. Um, she was nutballs. Like, she was not okay at all. But that doesn't mean, I mean, really... She probably would have been okay in the real world. So she seemed crazy to me. Like, she would go off on people and start attacking them out of the blue for, like, no reason. She was not good, and she needed help. But I don't feel like she should have been forced into help. Like, she was reacting to an unfair situation, but the way she was lashing out was so extreme. Like, she was really out there. It seemed like to me. But at the same time, you could feel for her because, like, if you were being... Nobody was believing anything you were saying, you would be freaking out, too. But she was doing such a bad job of it. Like, it's so easy to not do that and to be like, Oh, no, I totally understand. I'm So I can get out of here in my 24 hours. Just make it through this day. But no, she went nuts. She like. was She was definitely not happy about being in there and... Yeah, her reactions were pretty extreme. So I feel like that first 24 hours, I mean, I kind of... It was weird to me because she seemed... There were so many times when she clearly knew what needed to be said. Like, like she started kind of, you know, cozying up to various people yeah. and, like, saying the right things. Well, like, tried. she was super manipulative. But then I'm like, if she's so capable of manipulating people, how did she not realize that if she said that she had a specific plan for her own death? Like, yeah. how did she not know that was going to cause... Like, I knew that as she was saying it. I was like, oh, don't say that. Not That's mm, that's yeah. not going to go well don't for tell, you. Don't tell a therapist that. I mean, but then that means, like, if she did say it and she did have a plan, then I sort of feel like maybe that 24 hours was a good idea for her. Although I think it could have been handled differently. A lot um, differently. Yeah, it was it was real creepy. Then yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. Like her reactions while she was in there for that twenty four hours were so extreme that she sort of seemed insane. Like insane. It was extreme. It was the titular mental condition. The titular mental condition, exactly. And then at the end, la la, lots of exciting things happen at the end that I don't know that we necessarily want to give away. But she's out there in the world. And yeah, she's she's clearly okay. dealing with some, some PTSD sort of things from this very traumatic thing that happened, understandably. And on top of the whole, like, previous difficulties she was having over this whole stalker situation, and I don't know, I sort of feel like she's more in need of... She would be more in need of psychiatric care now than she was at the beginning, and I sort of think she needed it at the beginning. Yeah, she, she definitely... It's not doing good at the end, but I there's a piece missing at the end that is confusing to me. Maybe this is a separate issue, so I will ignore that and move on to what we're talking about 
so the craziness, the way she lashed out, it had me the whole movie going, what's the twist here? Like, she's clearly insane, just like they thought. And, you know, is, is like, is, am I not really seeing what's happening? Is it, is it not real? Is it an unreliable narrator? What's going on here? Because she was so crazy. And I think she was just really put upon, which I would be too, but... I feel like I wouldn't be kicking people. Yeah, I feel I I agree. I feel like there was um there was a definite sense of unreliable narrator hanging over us. Like at any uh-huh. minute the movie was going to take this whole unexpected twist and it didn't. That's what I was disappointed in is that in the end it felt pretty straightforward, which I guess is sort of a spoiler in a way to say, but it kept seeming like things were more than they appeared, and then they kind of just were what they appeared. Which was actually my one of my other questions, was that this movie, the writing felt pretty predictable, and like I enjoyed it. It wasn't a bad story necessarily. Like it was worth watching, I guess, but it was predictable. And so one of my questions was going to be, were there any surprises or twists for you? Well, I mean, I guess that was kind of the thing was figuring out what's really going on and it turned out what was going on was approximately what they were showing us i mean that is in in itself a twist just because you weren't sure until you're sure but that's not much of a twist it was very predictable yeah it's not a great selling point for your movie when the (laughs) twist is surprise there are no surprises so that was one of my notes was that it, it felt very basic and straightforward yeah and there were well this gets into not my next question but another question that i have we'll just mix it up the decisions she made the way she handled things like i kept that that was almost part of is she crazy because the choices she made were so bad to me like didn't it, did it feel to you like she was in her right mind with the things she was choosing to do not all the time like there were times well like i said there were times where she Clearly, like, clicked into, oh, okay, to get through this, I have to play the game, and I know how to play this game, and I know how to suck up to this nurse, and I know how to manipulate this guy, and whatever. Like, she definitely was there. I was sort of waiting for the movie to do that, to have her figure it all out and move ahead using her smarts to get herself out. Sure. But then she would fall into her like really sassy, sarcastic (laughs) rebel persona, which was not helping her in any situation here. Like somebody would give her a little bit of grief in the kitchen or in the dining room and she'd like throw coffee on him all of a sudden. Like seriously, you know what's going to happen. They've told you over and over and over again that you're going to get put in the basement in solitary confinement if you attack another person and you're throwing coffee at someone because she, like, sassed you a little bit. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, she was very uncentered. Unsane, even, you could say. You could say. Um, Yeah, very impulsive. Not making great choices through the whole thing. Not good choices. A danger to herself and others, even. I mean, yeah, which is interesting because there were lots of times where the things that the, like, the staff, not counting the one staff member who, like, didn't belong there and whatever, (laughs) like, that's separate. But, like, I don't think the rest of the staff was in on, like, the real 
stalkery piece of it and this, no. the real scary part of it. Like that one nurse was all, you're a godsend to yeah. the bad guy. And like she truly didn't know that he was the one doing this stuff. And like even at the beginning when they're when they're like checking her into the ward, all of the things that they were saying, I was like, well, this could be really creepy people because they're being really creepy. Yeah. And it can also be viewed through the filter of they deal with unstable personalities all the time. And, like, this is literally the best way to get them through this process without them going off. I'm like, I, that's... That could be. It was creepy to me on, like, a real world level that those two things are so identical. Like, that you literally can't tell the difference between them. Well, that leads me to my actual second question. Okay. Which is, step one of this question is, is this a horror movie? Always our question. Really, yeah. it should be a standard question. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I feel like we have this discussion every year, mm-hmm. multiple times over. I know. Because you and I have sort of different criteria for horror films. And this is one of those movies that falls into the this is actually kind of scary to me mm-hmm. category because I can see this happening. I mean, there's like extremism to it. Yeah. But even the extreme parts in this movie, I'm like, eh, probably could happen. Yeah, it could. Like, I don't think not... it's realistic that, uh, well, some uh, not super realistic, but it could happen. Yeah, there wasn't any part of it where I was like, no, that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And those are always the scariest movies to me. So I feel like I would call it a horror film, but I consider psychological thrillers to be horror films. And I know that I you kind of might not feel the same way. So what do you think? I, I would, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll allow it. This can be horror, but it leads into my other concern, which is there are two horrors in the movie. There's the evil stalker, and there's the evil system. Yes. And I'll just say for myself, the system was way more scary. That's that's totally real. There's 100% real. I listened to a podcast about them doing this very same thing in yeah, the for, drug treatment for, system. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that was super scary and super real. Whereas the stalker was over the top a little bit and like, you know, he he accomplished things that I don't think he would have get gotten away with, among other things. Yeah. It was not quite on the same level. So it's interesting in that way that, that, that there's the scariness of the system. That could have been the movie for me. Like, how is she going to get out of this system? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, the stalker part, like you're saying it might, you know, it wasn't as realistic. But the thing is, like, I think in movies... People get caught quickly. Like, you know, everything gets wrapped up in two hours or whatever. But in real life, I think there are a lot of opportunities, like coincidence, where people get away with stuff for a while because, like, they just happen to get away with it. Like, you know, they just happen to show up at the motel room of the person who is in town and nobody really knows she's there. And so they can kill her and eventually they'll get caught. But for the length of the duration of the movie, like yeah, they get away with it. it. Like nobody knows because nobody knows to be looking for her yet. So yeah, the whole thing seemed very creepy to me in a, in a, that could happen kind of way. Yeah. Just something about that, that system locking you in that there's just no way out. Like everywhere you turn, it can 
block you in, in another way, and that's it's just awful. It's, it's why every time I go to the doctor and they're like, just sign on this little thing. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what am I signing? I need to see a copy of this. Because like the cops show up and they're like, no, look, here's a piece of paper where she signed and said she wanted to be locked up. And they're like, all right. Well, and I want to clarify to our listeners that what you're talking about is the the signing pad a lot of doctor's offices use where they literally don't give you any paper. They just have a machine that you sign on it you can't even see your own signature happening Mm-mm. you just sign something and they're like great your signature's in our system and you're like i have no idea what my signature is on it could be anything and here's the thing i literally do ask every time i'm like what it, what mm-hmm. am i signing and every time i get attitude like i yes. get crap from them because why aren't i just signing it like their number one answer is always um it's just protocol and i'm like uh-huh yeah, and i still want to see what it is that i'm signing because i don't know what it says and i hate that system so much oh it's awful it's the worst so i kind of need to go back Ooh, i kind of need to go back a little bit for my my question my my last question because it's about claire foy again Uh-oh. so she plays sawyer and like i said before she plays queen elizabeth in the crown and so my observation about her just is that in both of those roles she has like the best resting angry face that i have ever seen like i kind of aspire to have the face that gives away nothing like she does like she can just like look stare straight at someone stare straight at the camera and you're like a little creeped out because she's sort of dead inside. <laughs> yeah. But was, in a cool way. That was kind of her problem in this movie, that she was crazy when she should have been a normal person. <laughs> but it makes her good for the roles yeah. because, like the Queen Elizabeth role, she's a very, like, stoic. It's all about how stoic she is. And so then she just has this look that she gives the camera where you're like, ooh, there's so much going on in her head and she's not letting anybody on the outside see what it is. <laughs> and I, I feel... I don't know. That feels very relatable to me in some way. Because there's a lot going on in your head. And I don't like to let people see what it is. What is it? You can tell us. Should I give you my resting angry face? No, I don't want that. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I guess my question is basically, what did you think of the way she played this role? Like, not the role itself, how it was written, but like how she brought that role to life. Well, I mean, I think she did a really good job. It's... I, I. I'm not good at separating, you know, what happened in the role versus how it was portrayed. Because what I see is, like, she was doing really good acting, but it it kept driving me nuts that she kept flipping out on people. (laughs) Like, stop doing that. That's not good. But, like, her flipping out seemed believable. Like, like it was all very natural. That's the thing, is it always made me think, she's not sane. Because a sane person could handle this and let it go a little bit and, you know, keep things calm long enough to get out of this situation. But she was digging herself in so much deeper with every single thing she did. Basically, the uh, the staff had to keep her locked up and keep increasing how much they were drugging her and locking her up because she kept flipping out more and more. Yeah. It's like it, it, they were just doing their jobs because she was so out of control. So, so I just, weird. in this moment, 
realized that like all the other characters around her emphasize that even more like so nate's character he he'd been there for three months uh, three weeks because yeah. he was in for like a four-week uh, opioid withdrawal program he'd been there for three weeks and wasn't getting in any trouble and mm-hmm. was you know flying under the radar was, was doing calm. what he needed to do was like yeah super calm and which fine okay it's maybe a little unfair because he was actually undercover and was actually playing a role but even violet whose name is remarkably similar to the word violet violence mm-hmm. or violent um even violet who was actually unstable yeah, like she, well, she like was, she, she made me think of actually, oranges that do black Yes, she actually had issues. Like she was a she was a column one person. Like she actually belonged there. It wasn't just insurance fraud. And she managed to fly under the radar and not get in trouble. Yeah, she knew how to work the system. Right. So the fact that Sawyer. Sawyer. I keep wanting to call her Sydney. The fact that Sawyer couldn't do it seems even more significant compar- in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, she was well, and that's a that's a challenge I had is that I didn't feel like, you know, as the protagonist of the movie, I'm like, she's not really likable. I don't, she's not making me root for her to succeed. Like, she's trapped in this terrible position, and so I want her to get out of it because I identify with that. I want to not be trapped in a thing like that. But the way she's going about it, I'm like, yeah fine lock her up she's earned it well especially toward the end yeah speaking of violet yeah that was yeah that was well, not cool and that was going back to my other um well, i don't know something we discussed like the the choices she made there i get in movie terms that she came up with this plan of let's bring violet down here so i can get the knife but she had total control over her stalker at that point she could have gotten away with so much you know what she could have done with this whole thing is yes i love you let's go to the cabin hey we're at the cabin go get us some groceries problem solved absolutely he was 100 percent eating out of her hand and she opted for violence instead of manipulation yeah i thought that was very interesting but then she did it in such a poor way so she was not thinking things through at any point in this movie i think there might be something to that 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 she was crazy i mean we know she's crazy because even at the end of the movie i know crazy is not a great way to describe it but she has a mental problem she was traumatized yeah but you know even at the end of the movie she definitely i think ptsd is a good word good term for it because she was basically having flashbacks she was not able to operate in normal life because of what she had been through well i mean really she was re-traumatized because she was well, already right. traumatized to begin yeah. with because of her whole experience with the stalker which was very real like they showed us that that was yeah. something that was really happening which is a really traumatic situation and then to go through all of this like a uh, committed you know being committed thing and have the re-traumatization of the stalker piece happen all over again i mean yeah she was fragile to begin with and i feel like at the end of the movie she's broken but broken and nobody's really paying attention to it like yeah. like she's yeah. not taking care of herself and there's nobody around to take care of her well, and she's putting on not a brave face, but a uh, a sane face. 
yeah. to the world, like as a very competent adult person who's in charge of things. And so it's clearly working knows. because they've given her a raise. Like, yeah. yeah, she's pretending that everything's fine and everyone around her believes her because the people who might have been able to tell that she was faking are gone. Yeah, because they all got arrested thanks to her. <laughs> well, no, those aren't the people I was thinking of. Oh. I was thinking oh, of, like, her mother her and, like, her... Yeah. She doesn't have family. She doesn't have friends who know her, which is, yeah. like, the true, like, security system for people who are struggling emotionally. Yeah. Hmm. Well, with all that said, I think we have to come down to a uh, big conclusion on this. How are you going to rate this movie on our patented out-of-five system that we patented? We patented the number five? the out of five system nobody else is allowed nobody to rate else. things out of five ever oh, again okay but it's not just like five stars right it's like out of five something right yeah i was tempted to make it out of something fun each time which we could do but that's a lot of work um i've done that in previous years but yes as a rule no one may rate things out of five except for us no matter what units they're using five is the number that's awesome it's a patent it's a patent and you, it, all you have to do is say it's patented, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Um, okay, so I kind of feel bad saying this because I did enjoy watching this movie. But it's sort of like a palate cleanser. Like, it's an interesting first movie for our month mm, because it feels so kind of neutral. <laughs> like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It had a fairly solid story, like the plot holds together pretty well, but there was nothing spectacular or even all that interesting about it. There was no uniqueness to it. It was very predictable. Um, it was like scary, but not really scary. It was, had like a couple of gory moments, but not really gory. Like it's very neutral. I, I am going to give this three... I'm trying to think of something clever to rate uh, it with iPhones. Three <laughs> out of five iPhones. <laughs> All right. What are you going to rate well, it, my dear? Fascinating the way you describe your rating, because it's very much how I feel. It's um, you know like we just discussed how it's very straightforward and basic storyline and all that. I felt it was okay. It wasn't terrible. So I put it very middle of the road but for me the middle of the road even though really one's the bottom so maybe you weren't right about the three i like to call 2.5 the middle of the road oh you're you're holding on to the hope that we might have a zero we've had zeros um, in the past i'm gonna work really hard to make sure we get a zero <laughs> this month because that's one of my favorites okay, so i'm giving okay. it 2.5 out of 5 iphone 7 pluses Excellent. And um, that's our review of Unsane, our first Halloween horror movie for the month. For best Halloween ever 2018. Woo! Woo! All right. We'll <laughs> catch you guys on the flippity floppity when we uh, review some other movie tomorrow. Floppity. <laughs>